0: This is at Jim Fetzer, Madison, Wisconsin. Delighted to be joined today by Giuseppe Vaffangulo from the District of Criminals. There's so much going on today. David Scorpio, we look forward to joining us at his next opportunity. Morris Johnson has just unleashed the COVID restraints. Got rid of them. Listen to this, stunning stuff.
1: This morning, the cabinet concluded that because of the extraordinary booster campaign, together with the way the public have responded to the Plan B measures, we can return to Plan A in England and allow Plan B regulations to expire. As a result, from the start of Thursday next week, mandatory certification will end. Organisations can, of course, choose to use the NHS Covid pass voluntarily, but we will end the compulsory use of Covid status certification in England. From now on, the Government is no longer asking people to work from home. Yeah. And people should now speak to their employers about arrangements for returning to the office. And having looked at the data carefully, the Cabinet concluded that once regulations lapse, the Government will no longer mandate the wearing of face masks Speaker. Mr Speaker, from, from tomorrow from tomorrow, we will no longer require face masks in classrooms and the Department, and the Department for Education will shortly remove national guidance uh, on their use in communal areas. In the country at large, we will continue to suggest the use of face coverings in enclosed or crowded spaces, particularly when you come into contact with people you don't normally meet, but we will trust the judgment of the British people no longer criminalize anyone who chooses not to wear one. The government will also ease restrictions further on visits to care homes. And my right honourable friend, the Secretary of State for Health and Social Care, will set out plans in
0: the coming days. This morning... Most welcome presentations I've heard in my adult lifetime. England ends all COVID passports, mask mandates, works restrictions from the Epic Times. They're right on top of it. Restrictions, including COVID-19 passes, mask mandates, and work-from-home guides will be removed in England, Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced this morning. He suggests self-isolation rules may be thrown out by the end of March as a pandemic becomes endemic, effective immediately. The UK government is no longer asking people to work from home. The COVID pass mandate for nightclubs and large events won't be renewed when it expires on January 26. And from Thursday tomorrow, indoor mask wearing will no longer be compulsory anywhere in England. The requirement for secondary school pupils to wear masks during class and in communal areas will also be removed. People who test positive and their unvaccinated contacts are still required to self-isolate, but Johnson said... He very much expects not to renew the rule when the relevant regulations expire on March 24th. As COVID becomes endemic, we need to replace legal requirements with advice and guidance, urging people with the virus to be careful and considerate of others. Asked to remove testing rules for vaccine UK bound travelers, Johnson said the government's reviewing testing arrangement on travel, an announcement expected he refused to reconsider the vaccine mandate for frontline healthcare workers, insisting the evidence is clear that healthcare professionals should get vaccinated. That's a bit of a downer. Uh, Johnson told MPs the cabinet decided to remove its so called plan B measures on Wednesday morning, as data suggests the Omicron wave has peaked. He attributed stabilizing hospital admission numbers to the extraordinary booster campaign. The removal of Plan B measures against the CCP virus came as the battle's increasing pressures, calling for him to resign over alleged lockdown breaching parties at Number 10 Downing. It also came after Number 10 received a petition signed by more than 200,000 calling for an end to vaccine passports and similar COVID restrictions a separate petition calling on a reversal of mandates for healthcare workers received about 160,000 signatures governments in Scotland and Wales have also announced the removal of omicron curbs but mandatory indoor mask wearing and covid passes will remain in place there the Czech republic likewise has abandoned their their covid restraints and i expect many more countries to follow in rapid order i would predict maybe five or ten today alone. just happy your thoughts.
2: Well, Jim, certainly the news of the day is uh, Boris Johnson, the uh, installed marionette of the Rothschild city of London Global banking cabal, uh, signaling that th- this latest campaign in their Satanic war against nature and humanity, it, it, this campaign is now winding down. With amazing gains. They've managed to inject at least a billion people with uh, an unproven, deadly genetic experiment that's going to kill most of them in the next 10 years. They've shown that so many people in the first world are so entrained, so entranced, that they uh, cannot think for themselves, cannot critically think and obey and wear masks, which are useless, cannot put two and two together to understand that. Um, the, 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 the pandemic was created intentionally, it's a gain of function bioweapons that have been in development for at least a quarter century, and that they were intentionally released in key strategic areas, such as uh, Wuhan, China, Italy, uh, New York City, and other places to, to create this fear-demic, that's what it really is, it's a scam-demic and a fear-demic, because this is all weaponized common cold coronavirus, of all people were already immune from having SARS and having the bad cold gain of function bioweapons like swine flu, bird flu that they they build and and release intentionally because they're so, um, uh, well, they're satanically evil. They're so criminal. They're so psychopathic that they understand that they both enslave and simultaneously create the greatest revenue transfer bubble in the history of man with this absolute quackery known as as vaccination there's never been a safe vaccination there's never been effective vaccination and i'm surprised that uh they acted so quickly but you know a lot of people in the q movement like to talk about the white hats well either it was a british white hat who been sitting on this film of boris johnson and all the uh uh, mid-level uh ministers and elected officials in the parliament partying it up with no masks when everybody was locked down with no masks and no christmas no new year's and yet these people are mask free whooping it up you know signaling that they know it's all a demic, and as such Uh, someone was sitting on that footage for a long time a year supposedly and they released it at just the right time to to seeing that there were cracks in the dam of the boris johnson uh, uh, administration and that was going to collapse the dam so he had to act before they intended to because uh the 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 mass murderous veterinarian who somehow got to be ceo of uh advisor Albert Borla, the uh, internationalist Jew who is a veterinarian and somehow now he's an expert on human uh, immunization, not, he's a mass murderer and a puppet. And so he was signaling that this is becoming endemic and other key people on the global stage have been signaling the same thing, but it was obvious to me it was coming in the spring. But because they were trying to protect the key asset in Boris Johnson, they had to act early. And this is their signal that this campaign is over. You can, uh, you can step back. And as it says in the protocols, the learned elders of Zion, we will always make two steps forward. And then if necessary, take one step back to continue, but we will never, never, never uh, give up. And so this is a classic example of the internationalist Jew uh, uh, making amazing gains in their effort for one world government, for the new world order, for the build back better with small b signifying uh, 666 and for this transhuman agenda, this terraforming of the planet Earth, they've murdered and destroyed 80% of the species on this planet in the last century. And they're trying to create this, this human uh, synthetic link with via nanotechnology that allows the people to be controlled by not the internet. Not the Internet of Things, but the Internet of Bodies connecting to some type of singularity, which is some type of off-world manifestation. I know this sounds woo-woo, but it's what they believe, that somehow this this, this Baal or, uh, or Moloch or Satan can enter into this reality and then control all the minions via this hybrid, half-technological, half-living Uh, nanotech which is just so evil it's off the chain so Jim good news but this war is not over
0: oh Giuseppe that was a masterful placing this into historical perspective I can't tell you how much I appreciate that Superb. meanwhile other developments act of civil war Biden regime cuts supply of life-saving monoclonal antibody COVID treatments in half, targeting red states. Look at this. Florida Republican Governor DeSantis is a target of the Biden regime. They'll do everything they can to hinder the COVID response of Florida, which has been far more successful than the other states. From the beginning, DeSantis had a pro-liberty and constitutional approach, unlike former New York Governor Cuomo and has, in fact, done an outstanding job of protecting the elderly and the vulnerable. Since he doesn't play with the Democrats in attempting to subjugate citizens, the Biden regime is cutting important and effective monoclonal treatment for COVID-19, the Epic Times reported. The federal government slashed in half the number of doses of monoclonal antibody therapy shipped to Florida from 30,000 to 15. DeSantis said the 15,000 doesn't uh, receive would be immediately utilized to support new monoclonal antibody sites. But the federal government's decision to restrict supply to Florida, uh, but for that decision, my administration would have already opened additional monoclonal antibody treatment sites throughout the state. He added it before the Biden regime seized control of the monoclonal supply Florida was administering upward of 30,000 doses each week to infected patients, saving countless lives. The Biden administration is obstructing the state of Florida's ability to manage our own supply. I will continue to seek additional doses for Floridians. He said the decision from the federal government was purely political. The federal government has cornered the entire market of monocolonial. We've got the infrastructure in place. It's just a matter of the federal government giving us more doses for Floridians who need it. The Florida legislature has been asked by DeSantis to set aside a billion to continue to fight the pandemic and provide these treatments for those who need. The federal government, however, the only who have contact with the drug makers, everyone else has essentially been locked out from buying it. We will rapidly deploy the 15,000 doses we have now secured. Biden administration commandeered the supply and distribution following Florida's successful deployment last summer and dramatically cut ship tri- shipments of the treatment to the state. During an interview with Mark Levin on Fox, Levin noted that Biden and Fauci, along with the media, have largely ignored this treatment and asked DeSantis if he thought it were a grave disservice to the American people and to the healthcare system, which, of course, it is and has been. Giuseppe, your thoughts?
2: Well, Jim, the uh, living glory hole, Joe Biden, has been a very uh, loyal, trained monkey for the Rothschild criminal cabal for half a century at least. He came out of nowhere, was installed in Delaware as a, as an elected representative, as a senator. He ran for president in the 80s, was exposed as a buffoonish uh, plagiarist, and uh, he... he um, He's just been, uh, he shows where this traitor's true loyalties lie. In 1995, he, he uh, authored the Patriot Act well before uh, 9-11 happened, which was the psychological operation to allow the globalist installation of, of these draconian laws and this homeland security. There was no need for homeland security. Uh, a, a loyal citizens and, uh, and law enforcement operatives at every level federal state and local all were warning something was coming but the traders in the fbi the traders uh allowed it to happen especially uh within the government and, and all the dual citizen uh chicken swingers uh like rabbi zev uh uh dov zachheim and all these uh traitors uh pulled off one of the greatest false flags ever and it was also a, a, an intense uh psychological operation and, and brilliant at so many levels, brilliantly evil. And as such, uh, there are by far, you know, a dozen better natural treatments and proven uh, medicines such as uh, hydrochloroquine and ivermectin as, as well as uh, the natural uh, a substance that where ivermectin is developed from artemistatin. There's so many, you know, uh, hyperbaric ozone therapies, uh intravenous vitamin C. There's so many better ways if if this country wasn't controlled by these soulless uh synagogue of Satan minions and 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 medicine was actually run for the good health of the people, but it's not, it's run for the good health of the Jews who control big pharma, and they are um a murderous lot and they are uh uh just committed to uh, uh, from cradle to grave injections that make you sick and, and dependent on the uh, snake oil that comes from corrupt and worthless big pharma to uh, have some type of, of existence that you have to pay outrageous amounts of money to, to have uh, um, uh, some type of immune disability like all the uh, autoimmune diseases. Those are all from vaccines. Uh, autism one, one in One in 10 children, and maybe even less now, is autistic. That comes from the the poisonous and deadly injections, the mass murder of newborns. There is no SEDs. That's murder by injection. It's only getting worse and worse if you look at the schedule that they're trying to do to these newborns. And yet these uh, weak-minded American uh, dipshits uh, allow the totalitarian murderous uh, corporate medical regime to inject their children at birth to pour uh, uh, toxic chemicals in their eyes, silver iodine, to inject them for hepatitis B, which they will not be exposed to uh, until at least young adulthood. And, And they're injecting these children and destroying their natural immune system, these newborns. There is only one type of immunity. That is natural immunity. There's only one type of science, which is forensic science, not this scientism. And as such, if you look forensically, the Amish, the, the Hasidic Jew, the uh, 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 resistant uh, natural parents, the hippie types, all their children now, we have generations of forensic data. They're far healthier than any injected poison child. So... <laughs> It it is absurd, Jim, that uh, a good for Ron DeSantis to, to, but he's still serving this criminal cabal, these murderous assassins, big pharma. Because monoclonal antibodies is an inferior solution. I just laid out a half dozen more. I could lay out a dozen more right now. It's criminal that that uh, th- this evil controls the health of so many millions of people.
0: Oh, just happy! I think you got it exactly right. That was another wonderful exposition that. Big Pharma is being run for profit and power. It's got nothing to do with helping the people as as patients. In fact, the hospitals today are being paid to let patients die or even to deliberately bring about their death. How bad is that? Meanwhile, a, a Gallup shock. The GOP now lead the Democrats in voter affiliation, I believe, for the first time ever. American political party preference during 2021 shifted from Democrat to Republican and the largest move since Gallup began regularly measuring party identification and leaning in 1991. Democrats went from a nine percentage advantage in the first quarter to a five point deficit. Nine and five. This is a 14 point shift in the fourth. A total of 49% of Americans considered themselves Democrat in last year's first quarter, but fell to 42% in the final quarter. Of those identifying Republican increased from 40 to 47 in the same period, based on aggregated data from all US phone surveys. The fourth quarter numbers belie the overall 2021 average that said slightly more US adults identified as Democrat or leading Democrat 46. And identified as Republican or leading Republican 43. Gallup's latest monthly emphasis showed the two parties about even 46 Republican, Republican leaning, 44 Democrat, Democrat leaning. The nine point Democrat advantage in the first quarter and the five point Republican edge in the fourth were among the largest it has measured for each party in any quarter in its history. Republicans held as much as a five-point advantage in a total of just four quarters in the past 31 years, the last being in early 1995, when they held a five-point edge after winning control of the House of Representatives for the first time since the 1950s. The GOP held a larger advantage only in the first quarter of 1991 after the U.S. victory in the Persian Gulf War, led by then-President George H.W. Bush. Democrats' lead for the first uh, uh, quarter was the largest since the fourth quarter of 2012, when the party also had a nine-point advantage. They have held double-digit in specific quarters between 92 and 99, and nearly continuously between mid-2006 and early 2009. Gallup said the shift was likely tied to Biden's terrible first year as president. After enjoying relatively high ratings at taking office, his approval has been in free fall since a disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. His ratings have continued to drop as a battle with inflation, another surge of COVID due to the Omicron, among Americans claiming to be core supporters, 29%, uh, and and Republicans, 27%, both trailed independents, 42%. Meanwhile, we had an epic development during a Trump rally in Arizona where a gubernatorial candidate, Carrie Lake, came out like a rocket. I want to lock somebody down, that liar, Dr. Fauci. My BS meter goes off every time he opens his mouth. Trump endorsed Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake spoke at the Trump rally in Florence, Arizona, Saturday night. She came into her own tonight embodying the grit charisma and balls of the new Republican Party, Kerry Lake. We, the people, no longer are willing to put up with the shots in our arm, the swabs of our noses, and those filthy masks on our face in order to make a living or send our kids to school. We're done. No more. When I am your governor, there will be no mandates and no lockdowns. Actually, let me revise that just a little bit. I want to lock somebody down. And it's that liar, Dr. Fauci. Crowd, lock him up, lock him up, lock him up. (laughs) Carrie Lake, that guy is bad news. I don't know about you guys, but my BS meter goes crazy whenever he opens his mouth. I am thrilled, ecstatic with this woman. I love to see a G.L.P.U. woman out there with balls. She's got him, Giuseppe, and in spades.
2: She's the, got the total package for the 21st century, Jim. She's a beautiful woman, highly intelligent, charismatic, and she uh, comes off as a patriotic nationalist who's who's tired of the globalist um, enslavement via the corrupt uh, medical um, uh, synagogue of Satan types. So a brilliant, brilliant stratagem. Now. Uh, I guess we'll see how, how legit she is once she gets elected. And, and believe me, she will be elected. And, no. and so I'll tell you what, I think the globalists, the synagogue of Satan, the Rothschild parasitic minions who literally stole Donald Trump's reelection. Donald Trump, as we've proved for the last 18 months, was elected in a landslide. He probably had the most votes of any. Uh, uh, incumbent up for re-election in the history of the United States presidential politics, but the globalists, the Rothschild minions, the 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 World Economic Forum, the hidden hand, whatever you want to call it, they thought they had this all locked down. They've been building this operation lockstep up for a decade. They thought they had all their ducks in a row, and and, and but they're so arrogant, they're so uh, think they they have so much up on the Goyim cattle that they rub our nose in their shit and literally installing Joe Biden who never won a primary in his life and is just a, an evil pedophile. In fact, Jim, did you see a couple days ago where we've all shown the video of Biden leaning over and pinching the nipple of that eight-year-old when he was vice president under the, the communist uh, traitor um, and pillow-biter Barack uh, Hussein Obama? And that girl is now an adult. And she came out this week and said, yes, he, he pinched my nipple inappropriately. So he, we, we now know he's proven to be a pedophile and we can only imagine what he's actually done so much worse. And he's a traitor. Uh, we, we've played the uh, video of him. Uh, you don't have to be Jewish to be a Zionist. I'm a Zionist. I'm proud to be a Zionist, which is de- declaring his fealty to the Rothschild satanic uh, parasitic empire. And now what you've got, Jim, is, and then the vice president, which is the despicable whore, uh, uh, um, uh, Kamala Harris, who is literally as bad as Biden is, she's 100 times worse, and she's installed as a running mate. And then the internationalist Jew installs these two frauds, these two phonies, as as the president and vice president showing that the Jew controls America. Well, guess what? You do temporarily control America, but people like Carrie Lake get elected, and, and especially Yunkin in Virginia, of the 11 executive orders that he um, issued within hours of being sworn in, only one was a mistake, which is uh, he wants to uh, create a department which in, within the government of Virginia, the state government, to, to combat anti-Semitism. The, uh, he should be supporting anti-semitism as should every uh, individual who is a real American that these parasitic malignant Jews have taken over the media have taken over our government have taken over education uh, this cancer is even at the local school board level at the local uh, district attorney level they, they they need to go you know the, the whole claim it uh based on the zionist congress of the late 1800s was they wanted their homeland every jew needs to go to israel and get the hell out of america i have a feeling it's going to get very bad for you and and it's not going to take too much longer the great silent majority has had enough and they know that it is the jew there should be a litmus test jim for any jew who wants to remain in the united states and that should be will you admit the holocaust was a scam that you as a parasite have been feeding off the good people of Germany in the United States for uh, the half a century now. And if they attest to that and they pay rep- reparations to people in need, well, then you could get to hang around. Otherwise time for you to go to Israel. People like Kerry, Carrie, Carrie Lake are coming and it's going to get a lot worse for all you chicken swingers.
0: When you see how Kerry Lake swings that sword of the pandemic and the mess and all that with such devastating effect, you can see the Democrats are scrambling to nullify, to try to neutralize that tremendous advantage of Republicans by mitigating now so that by the State of the Union, Biden is going to try to claim that this, all these restrictions are behind us. It's not going to be enough. It will help them marginally. But I tell you that people are so disgusted with this administration. I don't think there's a damn thing they could do short of, say, giving every American $450,000 the way they want to give it to every one of these illegal immigrants. Just, happy. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they couldn't come up with that yet, mind you. I don't play, put it past them. Meanwhile, American thinker. Why are Caucasians vanishing from TV commercials by Jacob Freden? This is a a very interesting publication, American thinker. Very thoughtful stuff. Here you see a Rocket Mortgage 2021 Super Bowl commercial. It's a black family. Commercials make up 27% of TV screen time. The main source of income for TV and radio stations They usually appear simultaneously, so don't try to change a channel, they'll be everywhere. Nowadays, they've taken over the internet as well. Websites have to run ads on their pages, the largest share supplied and controlled by Google. Ads pry into your eyes and ceremoniously interfere with text, and on YouTube, in the most inappropriate places, they cut into the action of films, lectures, and concerts tearing apart musical performances. There's no escaping them. We've grown used to them. They become almost as much a part of our lives as foods, toilets, and sleep. In the US today, the white population, not including Hispanics, is 57.8%. In real life, Caucasians are still in the majority, but now on TV and the internet, they're swept under the rug like trash. Blacks comprise 14% of the population, but appear in 50% of the commercials. White actors now appear to promote health insurance, gold, loans, and some medicines. However, if a white appears in a commercial, he or she is usually old, sick, a freak, or at the very least an appendage to a black partner. If there's a doctor on the screen, he's usually black. The patient is usually white. Caucasian young men appear in only 4% of the commercials. If some alien began to study the population of planet Earth through our TV commercials, they would have a distorted picture of America, to put it mildly. So why do advertisers ignore longstanding rules of marketing and, to the detriment of their own financial interests, fill the media with content that displaces and degrades its biggest market segment? The answer is simple. At the heart of this nonsense is political correctness in a form even an Orwell could not have foreseen. Business executives go out of their way to publicly show their conformity with the universal diversity and critical race theory, demanding the white man be blamed for all the sins one can imagine. Replacing ancient long vanished oppression of blacks with real oppression of whites, overcompensating and planting racism in reverse. Why does the white population still a majority accept the banishing and belittling obediently and silently? Why is there no public criticism, much less resistance to the idiocracy? Why don't, people, uh, uh, why don't people tell political correctness to go to hell? After all, the US is not Stalin's USSR. Those who disagree with the party aren't sent to a camp or shot yet. Why is there such stifling conformity among the American people formerly known for their independence and freedom of speech? The answer is simple and sad. The reason is fear, albeit on a more vegetarian level than it was under Soviet rule. Ordinary people keep their mouth shut for fear of losing their job, not getting a holiday vote, not being promoted or being socially ostracized. It's understandable. I wouldn't blame them, though I wouldn't respect them either. But what are people of higher position afraid of? The heads and owners of businesses, what's threatening them? Nobody's going to drive them out of their position or take their business through fear, of, through fear of boycotts, can be realistic. They are afraid of various inconveniences. Negative articles in the leftist press, social shunning, frivolous lawsuits, loss of state and federal license, government contracts, unexpected audits by the IRS, fines for alleged violation of minority rights and the like large and small troubles. People think if they keep quiet, the pendulum will swing back, but comfort kills the will to resist and produces conformism, which inevitably leads to stagnation, degradation of society, reduction of living standards, and finally, to loss of that very comfort. So what are we to do? I'm not calling anyone to the barricades, but only ask, don't live by lies. The least any of us can do today is not participate in the lies of the CRT and other political correctness. Don't watch their movies, don't read their newspapers, don't vote for the conformist candidates, don't support them financially, and certainly never buy anything that in a politically correct manner is singing and dancing on a TV or a computer screen. Giuseppe, your thoughts.
2: Well, Jim, that article is a big deal because it's written by Jacob Fraden. Jacob Fraden is an inspiration. Jacob Fraden is an electronic engineer, inventor, entrepreneur, educator, artist, and writer. He's a Russian immigrant. He holds degrees of master's of science in electrical engineering and PhD in medical instrumentation. He has over 60 inventions and patents, including the instant ear thermometer, smartphone with infrared thermometer, he's founded companies, he's also uh, an author in addition to being a painter, and he is a true genius level Renaissance man. He lectures on the history of the Renaissance and he is a Renaissance man. This is only his second article at American Thinker, Jim, and he's being tactful in his effort to name the Talmudist, to name the Jew. Anyone knows, that this effort to destroy the white majority is coming from the internationalist Jew we are considered amalek to these uh, talmudic satanists they want they're like the cancer to the first world and they've been that way for centuries and now the articles that you're revealing are showing that people are waking up he's being tactful he of course he knows who's do, doing this he's trying to intellectually lead the readers to get to the point where you must name the Jew and see the real villain. You have to name the Jew. You have to name the real villain. That's how you get to the, the classic quote to strike the root. That is the root of this cancer that's eating away at our country. And we need elected officials like Carrie Lake. We need to retake the narrative and we need to get every traitorous Jew to go live in Israel.
0: Giuseppe, I've intermittently raised that question is why are the commercials also dominated by blacks? I mean, it's just all the time, everywhere, stunning. And others, some just seem careless, nonchalant. Others share my concern. I think this is a very appropriate and timely article. I was very happy that it's out there. Meanwhile, revealed, Portland uh, Police riot training Representation included a graphic slide on brutalizing dirty hippies. Riot police confront demonstrators gathered over the death of George Floyd, who died after being pinned down by a white police officer, or so we are supposed to believe. Uh, notoriously brutal force included a meme known as a prayer for the alt night in officer trained materials. Portland revealed Friday had discovered an offensive and unauthorized slide appended to a presentation meant to train Portland police on riot control. It depicts an officer with a raised fist, apparently in the act of beating a long-haired citizen. The overlaid text reads, and the Lord said, woe be unto you, dirty hippie, for thou stinketh of patchouli and behold. For thou talk of marks yet know him not, for thou hast bills yet have not paid, for thou hast dreadlocks and white skin. And so I shall send among you my humble servants with hat and with bat, that they may christen your heads with hickory and anoint your faces with pepper spray. And once thou hast been cuffed and stuffed, once thou hast been stitched and bandaged, perhaps thou shalt learn I am tired of your shit. The image, catalogued at Know Your Meme as a prayer of the alt-night, is again stirring controversy about the practices of the notorious Portland Police Bureau, which recorded more than 6,000 uses of force while policing racial justice protests in the summer of 2020. The Bureau, currently under supervision by the Department of Justice, which blasted the Portland Police last May for unconstitutional alliance on violence and leadership that portrays all forces justified. The training slide was released Friday by the office of mayor and a police commissioner, Ted Wheeler, who said, I am disgusted that this offensive content was added to a train presentation for our police officers. Wheeler added, the Portland Police Bureau must reject the harmful and divisive attitude expressed in that slide. It was discovered last September while preparing for litigation against the city. It prompted an internal affairs investigation, but had not been made public earlier to protect the integrity of the ongoing probe. It's being released now in advance of it becoming public in an expected court filing. The mayor's office, despite having months to investigate, could not say who added the slide to the presentation or when, or even how or if it was shown to officers. While the exact provenance of the slide remains unclear, its links to the Alt Knights has troubling implications. The Southern Poverty Law Center describes a fraternal order of the Alt Knights as the tactical defense team of the Proud Boys, and we begin to see what's going on here with this article to smear the Proud Boys. The image comes at the end of a slide deck entitled "Protests and Riots" that runs 110 slides covering subjects like impact munitions and officer formations. One is entitled. Iron fist in a velvet glove describes keeping riot cops out of sight on standby to avoid unnecessary provocation. Portland Chief Police Lovell released a statement calling the message contrary to the PPB's values, adding, "It is not representative of the Portland Police Bureau, disappointing all of us who work so hard to earn community trust." Local civil rights leaders pointed to the slide not as an aberration, but as a revelation of the uh, Portland Police Bureau's true views of the protesters are charged with policing. One tweet said, four years of gaslighting Portlanders, later the transparent truth emerges. Both Lavelle and Wheeler said they'd make no further statements owing to the ongoing nature of the investigation. Giuseppe, I'm not quite sure that's legit or not legit, or whether the slide might have been added for propaganda purposes. Your thoughts?
2: Well, Jim. First off, it's coming from Rolling Stone, which is a globalist, communist rag that uh, that uh, hides its subversive information uh, amidst the good articles about music that it should focus on, not communist politics. Which it it they are a subversive rag, and they shouldn't be trusted. And that prayer of the alt-night is awesome. I hope it, it is in that training. I hope somebody did slip it in because Portland and the state of Oregon are under communist control. Their uh, leader is the butt-ugly Kate Brown, sister of Jerry Brown, who is a traitorous communist. And um, the uh, the protesters in the streets are paid provocateurs from the uh, globalist Jewish uh, assault on america so they, they they are literally traitors to this country and they should be dealt with with an extremely heavy hand they're not protesters they are traitors they are subversives trying to destroy what the united states of america is about and and to quote the southern southern poverty law center which is a traitorous jewish organization a communist organization that always serves the interests of the uh, flotsam and jetsam of society—the violent Negro, the uh, mentally defective tran- tranny, the the the, the um, effeminate homosexual, the violent um, butch dyke, lesbian, the the so-called uh, 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 gender-neutral uh, people—it's all mental illness. It's all. They, they, All these flotsam and jetsam, these fringe element society are drawn to the communist message because they feel they're being empowered when they in reality, they, they have no real power, which harkens back to the article by the great Jacob Fraden uh, before, which is wh- why is the media constantly showing homosexuals, which are 3% of the population, Jews, which are 2% of the population, blacks, which are 13% of the population. Well, because all the media is controlled by the internationalist Jew, all controlled by uh, BlackRock and Vanguard, which are controlled by traitorous, satanic Jews. So that is why you get articles like this in Rolling Stone. And uh, God bless all those Portland police officers for putting up with all those subversives. I mean, they, Every one of those traitors, I don't care if you're an 80-year-old hippie communist, if you are trying to destroy what the majority of Oregonians want, which is a stable, safe community and a stable, safe state that supports them, the, the majority is enslaved by this communist rule. So I, I hope that people wake up and once again, see the villain, see the Jew, name the Jew, and don't give up.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And it seeks to portray the mayor Wheeler who really has been a disgrace throughout as though he were some kind of hero. Similarly in Seattle and Chicago and other areas where immense damage has been done to the cities by their mayors. Meanwhile, we'll be right back. Get this. Amazon gender analysis confirms Michelle Obama is a biological male. (laughs) We knew that, but get this. Before Trump could completely mesmerize American politics, there was the Obama family. President Barack Obama would lead America with a First Lady, Michelle Obama, by his side for eight years. Throughout the years, the Obama administration would be rocked with scandals surrounding the legitimacy of Barack's birth certificate and where his loyalties truly lie. But among all the theories that circulated the Obama White House, one of the most startling was the notion that Michelle Obama was not a woman, but was born a man. Being labeled outlandish, the theory quickly disappeared, but new evidence presented by Amazon facial recognition suggests a former first lady could be a man. In the video, Amazon's gender recognition software apparently was shown a list of famous women to see how the technology would react. While getting some right, it should be noted that when it came to Michelle Obama, the software identified her as a biological male. Not only the former first lady, but Amazon software also revealed that female tennis star Serena Williams is also a man. Let me say I've done a vast amount of research on Michelle, who most certainly is a man, born Michael Levon Robinson. Check out my fake news issues of identity, for example, or... Uh, online, or one of my 65 shows on my blog, jamesfetzer.org, jimtheconspiracyguy.com, the 65 shows. Uh, As the physician who was attending her at a rally, a political rally in Trenton, who walked in on her while she was taking a leak standing up, has observed, Michelle Obama is not a man who underwent a sex Transformation. Michelle Obama is a man with breast implants and a huge shaving bill. Meanwhile, we now return. Virginia's new GOP governor ends vaccine mandate for state employees, mask mandates in school. Glenn Youngkin, the first Republican since 2009, sworn in on January 15th. Within hours, he signed 11 executive actions, including lifting the mask mandate in Virginia schools and ending divisive concepts, including critical race theory and public education. He also signed an executive order rescinding the vaccine mandate for all state employees. I applaud him for this. A 55-year-old former business exec in his inauguration speech emphasized a common path forward with our deep and abiding respect for individual freedom. Young can vow to strengthen and renew the spirit of Virginia associated with the history of the state, is the home of American democracy, crediting Virginians with a spirit of tenacity, grit, and resilience. Yunkin said he was ready to lead and serve starting on day one, start by in the classroom to get Virginia's children career and college ready. The crowd of an estimated 6,000 burst into a long chair. When hearing from Yunkin he would remove politics from the classroom. Virginia is open for business, promising to create 400,000 new jobs, 10,000 new startups in the four years of his administration. Residents of the Commonwealth, he claimed, will see the largest tax rebate in Virginia's history. He's also promised a fully fund and return respect to law enforcement. Voters echoed the sentiment of hope and optimism highlighted in Youngkin's speech. I'm excited because we have someone here who's willing to fight like we do, just on a higher level, said Shirley Green, a public relations specialist, waiting to join the inauguration ceremony. Improving the school system was the first step she wanted the new administration to take, and she was optimistic Youngkin would deliver the campaign promise because of his humility and passion for Virginians. Green grew up a Democrat in the District of Columbia, but became a conservative 13 years ago. She said she had found the Democratic Party having a different vision than working for the people. I feel great. It's a great day for Virginia, said Joe. He and his wife attended the inauguration wearing Youngkin vests, the same style of fleece vest Youngkin often wore on his campaign trail. Even a local safety business, prefer not to disclose their whole name the previous virginia administration didn't always take into consideration take the people into consideration in decision making education is our number one concern adding parents among their employees and employers at the client organization republicans independents and democrats all voted for youngkin because of their concern for their families Aidan Sheehan and Alison Bucker with the UVA were among a group of five college students and grads who also attended the ceremony, made phone calls and door-to-door visits for the Yuncan campaign. They saw a lot of optimism. The group described the new lieutenant governor, Winsome Sears, a Black American who immigrated from Jamaica as confident and powerful. She doesn't use her skin color, her circumstances, or her identity to promote herself. She uses her accomplishments rather than something she cannot control for that purpose, added a recent college graduate from Longwood University in Farmville, Virginia. A former executive campaign as a political outsider will face challenges working with a divided party in the legislature, the General Assembly, with newly empowered Republican majority 52 to 48 in the House, and a Senate where Democrats still hold a 21 to 19 minority. In the next 60 days, lawmakers will review and adopt a two-year state budget proposed by former Governor Ralph Northam. Youngkin has already said the recognition of the need for task cuts is understated in Northam's plan. New Speaker of the House Todd Gilbert announced education, inflation, and public safety as the GOP's agenda for 2022. By comparison, the House Democrats' top priority – is to protect the advances they made against Republican efforts to roll them back in three areas, public schools, families' health, and ensuring economic security. With a Democrat-controlled House and Senate in the past two years, former Governor Northam signed into law a series of liberal measures, including increased gun control, lifting abortion restrictions, and relaxed voter requirements. I think we have a governor-elect who's going to come in and do something about some of our school problems, introduce our freedoms would be more protective of law enforcement. And I think that gives us a lot of hope, said a veteran Republican state senator. The inauguration parade continued. This is all very positive. Giuseppe, you were already talking about his initial 11 actions where you took only exception to one about founding something to do with anti-Semitism. Your further thoughts?
2: Well, first, uh, like the uh, uh, hilarious... um uh uh what's that actor mike myers movie gold gold uh, member uh when he was dealing with uh trannies and he, he goes that's a man baby that is uh big mike obama is a man and seen so many videos like when he was dancing unexpectedly on uh Ellen and he and, and the big guy got into it and much like uh walking into the Italian delis that where the salamis are hanging on the on the from the ceiling <laughs> I witnessed that swing salami when big Mike was dancing and there's 20 other photos and and video clips like that. Uh so that's a dude and it makes perfect sense when you understand what a flaming uh homosexual Barack Obama is. Of course he's gonna have a she as as his uh pillow-biting uh, spouse and and you know youngkin uh i'm not as enthused about him i'm very happy that uh he and not the traitorous clinton acolyte terry mcauliffe was elected and he's doing all the right things but we i have to temper my enthusiasm for two reasons one he was the ceo of um i'm sorry sir what
0: the Carlisle group
2: Carlisle group you Tony Blair George Bush's organization which is you know one tier below uh, the Rothschild criminal uh, banking cabal so and he was a CEO so he's a member of that club and secondly of the 10 11 uh, executive orders within hours of his inauguration only one is the red flag where he's going to create a commission to combat the growing threat of anti-Semitism in Virginia. And uh, had he not done that one, I would have felt a lot better. But, you know, they always think they can control these movements uh, of the white majority by by uh, mental gymnastics. And just like they lost control of Trump, they, they will not convince the vast majority, the silent majority of white Americans that understand that the satanic internationalist jew is a cancer upon this country and that their time is coming to an end and so um you know good good on Yunkin for the 10 of those efforts and hopefully he'll he'll uh come around the way trump came around and especially after bb uh, nutty A-hole betrayed trump i think uh you know trump's going for it in 2024 if they don't kill him and you know he's going to make them pay one thing i like about trump is he never forgets. And so that could be a good thing for white Americans.
0: Well, we have photographs of Michael before he got his breast implants. We have photos of him after the yeah, administration yeah. was out of office and he let his beard grow. Uh, <laughs> we have other photographs that are extremely telling in addition to those you've observed. Uh, and video clips,
2: too, of, yeah, uh, which are harder, no to no, harder to fake. Harder to fake. There's
0: no... There's no question about his being a man. Meanwhile, Facebook, these are two stories now that really reflect the way things stand right now. Facebook deletes a 120,000-member group where people posted stories of alleged adverse vaccine reactions. I mean, how horrible. This is just what Facebook should do, allow people to come together. Here they have shared adverse situations, shared adversity, It was a private group. It wasn't even a public group that they banned this private group to discuss, share vaccine adverse effects in their family members is disgusting. The shutdown of the page follows Facebook introducing a ban on a wide range of claims about the coronavirus vaccine, including claims the vaccines cause blood clots, claims the vaccine changes your DNA, both of which are true. Indeed, even... Facebook CEO Zuckerberg told Facebook staff the same thing during the July 2020 internal meeting, that it changes your DNA. Not only is Facebook restricting a wide range of vaccine-related claims, but it's adding labels to posts about coronavirus vaccines, stating the vaccines are safe and effective for direct users to sources that Facebook is deemed authoritative, such as the World Health Organization. So you have one criminal propaganda organization citing another criminal propaganda organization. Facebook's actions are similar to those of other big tech platforms that's also cracked down, such as YouTube prohibiting videos that go against the World Health Organization consensus and adding information panels to those. That direct pe- viewers to who in the CDC banning harmful or misleading posts. Here's another, however, doctor loses license must have psych eval for COVID falsehoods. The board says this is insane. Doctor Meryl J. Ness had her license suspended by a licensing board in Maine after being accused of sharing COVID-19 misinformation and must now undergo a psych evaluation. A doctor with decades of experience can't practice medicine after license was suspended over complaints she shared coronavirus misinformation, according to a main licensing board, ordering her to undergo a neuropsychological evaluation. The fact is, she's perfectly sane and believes the truth. It is the licensing board that has lost its way in any contact with reality. Dr. Meryl Nass, who got a license to practice medicine in 1997, had it suspended for 30 days after they reviewed complaints against her. She's an internist in Ellsworth and must now submit to an evaluation by a board-selected psychologist. I have no comment about submitting to a neuropsych exam except that the board ordered me to do so on shaky grounds, Nass told McClatchy News, adding she's had her license for a total of 41 years. The information received by the board demonstrated NAS may be unable to practice with reasonable skill and safety by reason of mental illness, alcohol intemperance, in excessive use of drugs, narcotics, or as a result of a mental or physical condition interfering with a competent practice of medicine because she objects to all the false information being disseminated about the vaccine being safe and effective. The complaints against her include how the board was told she publicly disseminated misinformation via an interview on her website. Roughly 10 days later, the board got another complaint about spreading COVID vaccine misinformation. NAS called misinformation and disinformation a fuzzy concept the board hasn't defined for her, that there's no law doctors can't express their educated opinion on any subject. Other grounds for suspension included that she treated COVID-19 patients with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, according to the board. On December 19th, a physician notified the board she diagnosed a 6 son patient over the phone with COVID and is prescribed five days of ivermectin. With another patient, she's accused of emailing the board about another COVID that she was forced to provide misinformation in order to obtain hydroxychloroquine. The board said Ness told him during a Zoom meeting She lied and said the patient had Lyme disease, so the pharmacist dispensed the medication only because I lied. A certified nurse midwife reported Nas prescribed one of her pregnant patients uh, hydroxychloroquine early in 2021. She said she believes the vaccines are preventative but don't work anymore against the Omicron variant. Fauci, the nation's leading infectious disease expert, says otherwise. Omnicrime will ultimately find just about everybody claim, but those who are vaccinated and boosted will very likely, with some exception, do reasonably well in the sense of not having hospitalization and death. Unvaccinated individuals are going to get the brunt of the severe aspect when we know precisely the opposite is the case. NASS called her license suspension a witch hunt, about which there's no doubt she is true. She is correct. Because of her suspension, her practice has been shut down. Of course, she's been taking care of chronically ill patients. It's located about 100 miles east of Augusta. The board said her continuing to practice as a physician constitutes an immediate jeopardy to health and physical safety of the public who might receive her medical services, and it is necessary to immediately suspend her ability to practice medicine in order to adequately respond to the risk. Giuseppe, this is so effing insulting this is so stalinistic this is so just repulsive i i'm ready to barf
2: well jim um grab those uh vomit bags next time you take a flight because uh there's a lot of vomiting coming our way from the traders and once again it's uh easy you know the the um six degrees of kevin bacon was a, a big thing in the 90s where within six movies you could attached to kevin bacon well this is now this the theme of this show is the uh three degrees of name the jew for example facebook uh funded by the Mossad, cia and the uh, rothschild banking cabal installs uh, uh uh tribe member zuckerberg and others to control uh you take a look at these techno traders in the social media and the level of communist, uh, Cheka-like censorship, Stalinist censorship, and people put up with it because, oh, they get to see pictures of people's babies, and, and they get to see animals. And at the same time, anyone trying to actually use this as what it is, it should be the public square, with uh, the digital public square to share information, is brutally censored. They have no right to it yet Uh, Name the Jew, the internationalist Jew controls all these these social media empires, and they also control the federal government, which should have stepped in and broken up these uh, monopolies and and, and cited freedom of speech and freedom of press as reasons to break them up. One of the biggest questions about Donald J. Trump is why he allowed the, the parasites at Twitter to censor him and throw him off. He's a sitting president. He should have arrested them all. And, 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 and and frog marched them out same with Zuckerberg, but we, we don't have a government loyal to the people we have a government loyal to the internationalist Jew. Now, the second story Doctor loses license. She's an honest, decent healer, an allopath, the rarity, an allopath who isn't just willingly murdering people for, again, the internationalist Jew. The Rothschild Jewish Empire controls Big Pharma, completely run by Jews. In fact, this latest deadly uh, uh, genetic experimental injection is, is rightfully called the Jew jab because every company is run by a Jew. All the chief technologists are Jews and they don't know what they're doing. And and so once again, name the Jew and and yet the AMA completely controlled by the internationalist Jew, local uh, medical boards completely controlled by the AMA and completely controlled by the internationalist Jew. It's absurd and big pharma completely controlled by the internationalist Jew. So once again, within three degrees, we've reached our name the Jew theme.
0: Yeah, you got it right. I'm just so embarrassed and ashamed of Maine, where a dear friend of mine resides, that they're practicing, they're malpracticing in this order. Just disgusting. Meanwhile, we have a report that COVID testing swabs are tainted with deadly flesh-eating bacteria. Certain batches of COVID nasal swabs distributed to the military have been tainted with a deadly bacteria that causes necrotizing fasciitis, a flesh-eating disease that quickly destroys tissue under the skin and results in death unless IV antibiotics are administered before the onset of necrosis, said Captain Jacob Downing, a medical doctor and infectious disease expert at Walter Reed on December 27th. uh, 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 Walter Reed Army Institute of Medical Research received a report that three airmen stationed at Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio had presented symptoms, uh, symptoms of necrotizing fasciitis within 72 hours of having been nasal swabbed for COVID. Two of them were already hospitalized in intensive care. One airman had ulcers, blisters, black spots on his face, as well as pus, oozing, from lesions on either side of his navel cavity. The patient first displayed symptoms of a staph infection on December 21st, three days after he'd been swabbed. Medics at Lackland gave him oral antibiotics, which proved ineffective. By the 24th, he developed acute necrosis and sepsis, resulting in organ failure. He was placed in ICU, treated with an aggressive course of wide spectrum intravenous antibiotics. He now needs a kidney transplant and skin grafts because surgeons at Lackland had a slife off part of his diseased face. The second patient's symptoms were eerily similar. He too went into streptococcal toxic shock syndrome within days of a navel swab. Fortunately, he received IV treatment before his organs began to shut down and his prognosis for survival is excellent despite some permanent deformity. The third patient was not so fortunate. He died on the operating table. His surgeons desperately fought to stop his liver, kidney, and lungs from systematically collapsing. For 12 hours, they sought to save his life to no avail. The damage he said was so extensive and widespread throughout his body that he never had more than a 5% chance of surviving the infection that ravaged him. There was a direct correlation between the patients getting sick and the nasal swabs, It was at this point we asked Lackland to cease nasal swabbing and sent us remaining unused swabs. When we got them, what we found was alarming. The nasal swab diagnostic test is rapid to how throat swabs have been used for decades to test for strep. A sample swab from the nose put on a special plate or culture enabled bacteria to grow. The type of infection is figured out using chemical tests. If bacteria don't grow... The culture is negative for COVID, and the patient doesn't have COVID. However, if it does, the patient is deemed COVID positive. The military receives its COVID swabs in hermetically sealed packages. Lackland sent us 5,000 sealed swabs. Each was laboratory tested, and of the 5,000, we found that 250 had traces of methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus of virulent bacterium that resists most contemporary antibiotics. Since bacteria cannot grow in an oxygen-free environment, we tested the packaging itself. The 250 packets contained microscopic punctures that allowed enough oxygen to allow growth. This appears to be deliberate, and we're attempting to find out by who. Giuseppe, that's a grotesque story. Your thoughts?
2: Well, Jim, a MERS is uh, a gain-of-function bioweapon that was created uh, nearly two decades ago, funded by Anthony Fauci and, and dark elements within Big Pharma. Uh, it was, uh, again, one of their intentionally released gain-of-function bioweapons trying to create a pandemic and create a fear that would drive the great masses of sheeple to willingly take uh, some type of genetic modifying injection. Fortunately, uh, MERS was found to be dealt with pretty pretty easily and it never, it never spread in any capacity. What's really disturbing about that article, Jim, is that it is sabotaged. Th- those hermetically sealed pouches were intentionally injected with gain of function by a weapon and and so who who would do that i can think of either the traitorous communists who want to sabotage the military's efforts and and and, or i can see uh the black root type of private massad type organizations wanting to do it to further weaken the u.s military either way jim once again it goes to the same villain name the Jew.
0: Giuseppe, you got it exactly right. That's a horrific example of exactly what you're talking about. Meanwhile, John Rappaport nails it with, America is a hospital. If you want to know why Americans no longer possess the strength and will and character they once had, think about this. America is one giant hospital. I've explained the explosive growth of modern medicine stems in large part from a century of Rockefeller medicine. Thousands of so-called diseases, each one supposedly the result of a germ. Each germ must be killed by a drug or prevented by a vaccine. Each disease has a catalog of symptoms. Therefore, from the moment a person rises in the morning he's experiencing for the rest of the day, ordinary twitches and little aches and sneezes and blinks and odd sensations that, voila, can be diagnosed as medical there's hardly anything he can do that isn't within the purview of doctors. He's thoroughly conditioned to medical reality. He's been seeing doctors all his life. This is reflected in the recent Supreme Court decision to uphold Biden's vaccine mandate for health workers. Press report mentioned there are 10.4 million of them. That should rock you back on your heels. But on checking, I found this 10 million number is only part of the overall health worker demographic. Take a deep breath. The U.S. Census Bureau reports there are 22 million workers in the healthcare industry, one of the largest and fastest growing sectors in the U.S., accounting for 14 percent of all U.S. workers. That's right. Boom. Roughly one out of every seven workers is employed in the healthcare industry. But it gets worse than that. I made a list of health-related jobs that were not included in the 22 million census number. Here's what I came up with, health insurance, medical device manufacturing and sales, research labs, companies that sell animals to research labs, medical school staff, hospital and physician office non-health workers, outsource workers who handle non-medical functions, hospitals and doctor offices, federal and state government health agencies such as the FDA, the CDC, NIH, state public health departments, pharmaceutical companies and their subcontractors, biotech firms military, non-medical health associated employees, university medical research departments, pharmaceutical advertising agencies, TV and print pharmaceutical ad salespeople, medical journal employees, medical foundation and charity employees, mainstream medical reporters and associated staff, legal personnel practice and assist in the area of medical lawsuits, middlemen distributors, street dealers, who assist pharmaceutical companies in trafficking pharmaceutical opioids, All drugstore employees who work in the area of selling, prescription, and over-the-counter medicines. All employees at companies involved with the selling, charting, analyzing, and tracking of health-related stocks on trading markets. Anthony Fauci. Here's another blockbuster. According to Business Insider, healthcare-related institutions are the largest employers in 23 states. I'm including university systems that obviously have huge medical research departments, facilities and budgets. My best estimate of the number of drug prescriptions filled in the US every year is 4.2 billion. That's roughly 13 prescriptions per person per year for the population of 330 million. In a real sense, COVID is viewed and experienced as an acquired infection, which is spread inside the hospital called America. If you think about that, you'll understand why it was so easy to convince Americans to go along with all the COVID restrictions. They were already patients in that hospital. Mr. Jones, hi, I'm a head nurse. I just want to let you know we got a situation an infection has spread. We have standard responses. You'll be given a mask to wear. Stay six feet away all rooms closed to visitors, working on a vaccine, everyone will get it, make sure no one's left out, test you on a regular basis, tracking all the patients, those infected will be transferred to more secure. Here's the server with your dinner, chicken and dumplings, smells good. A nurse will look on you later. What's a person going to do? He's going to follow orders. He's been a chronic patient in long-term care since he was in the womb, or Sure, sure. I understand. By signing these papers, I remove all liability from you folks and take full responsibility if I fall down and crack my head or croak for any reason from here on out. Fine. Cancel my Jello and potato chip lunch order. I'm checking out <laughs> of this joint. How about that, Giuseppe? And That's we a can great
2: article us. by John Rappaport. He's uh, he is a uh, really uh, he he's like the Dodo Jim. He's, uh, he's 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 part of a nearly extinct breed of legitimate, independent, muckraking journalist. And the um, the number of brilliant articles coming out of of John Rappaport and his website, No More Fake News over the last 30 years has just been uh, really, really inspirational. Uh, and for me, being uh, my first career was professional journalist. And I always admired that guy. And uh, to this day, I do. You know, Jim, let's stick with the theme. Scorpio and I always say everything you need to know, you can learn from in life. You can learn from watching The Godfather 1 and 2. And essentially, the Corleone family with Marvin, uh, um, not Marvin. uh, uh, Marlo.
0: Marlon Marlon Brando,
2: Corleone Godfather. He was the Capo de Tutti, Capi de Tutti, Capo di tutti capi, which means captain of captains. So what you have in, in the control of the first world by the inner of the whole world, basically, of the internationalist Jew Rothschild banking cabal is they are the captain of captains, the banking cabal, but their, their right hand men, organizations, big pharma, incredibly evil, big agra, I mean John should have mentioned you don't want to eat that chicken and dumplings because that glyphosate in those dumplings and, and the, the overuse of antibiotics and, and, and hormones in the chickens gonna tear up your gut, making you even more susceptible to um, the, 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 the poisons that they inject into you. And and then you've got big agra, poisonous everywhere, starving people and getting them hooked on these processed foods and these genetically modified terrible foods that destroy the gut biome. Big education, big military, big war, all controlled by the captain of captains, the internationalist Jews, the Rothschild, the satanic synagogue of Satan. So once again, it's pathetic that the average American is so entrained from cradle to grave sickened from cradle to grave such that they don't even understand they're being poisoned by these goofs and i will i'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. the the innovations in surgery the innovations in acute trauma care they'll save your life that's that's uh western corporate allopathy at its finest but if you if americans could think and a lot of them can because that's why uh uh, organic foods and organic supplements are a multi-billion dollar annual industry now fastest growing growing far faster than big pharma but big pharma has way higher margins and a lot of control but people get it and and the only way to survive in america now is to eat organically purify your water with something like a berkey gravity filter or a or in-home uh Reverse osmosis system. Don't take any prescriptions of any kind because there's a natural solution. For example, one of the greatest mass murdering in, uh, endeavors is statin drugs. You, you, no one needs to be on a statin drug. You can take red yeast rice with if your arteries are clogged from your bad diet and then when you start to declog your arteries and change your diet but instead you go on these statin drugs like lipitor you actually destroy and mutate your liver so after about a decade and some of these people have been on it for decades it mutates your liver so it can no longer process and digest break down protein so this is um, intentional murder for profit because they've got you hooked and same with high blood pressure natural ways to bring down your your blood pressure and it used to be the third leading cause of death in the united states was iatrogenic mistake and iatrogenic means allopathic doctor or practitioner medical error. you know and everywhere from the pharmacist misfilling your prescription to the doctor or not recognizing the signs of what's going on and put you on a pill that kills you from surgical mistakes but if you consider the the scamdemic iatrogenic is now the leading cause and the second leading cause is cancer and most people who die of cancer because the absurd treatments of radiation chemotherapy are so barbaric and so count, counter to how the human immune system actually works and things like cannabis oil rick simpson's phoenix tears cure cancer at a rate of 20 to 1 over uh uh, uh western the the cancer industrial complex which only extends life it never cures cancer it's always left behind And it always comes back. It may take five years. It may take 20 years, but you will always get cancer back when you go through radiation and chemo and your immune system never comes back as robust. So, Jim, in summary, guess who's behind it all?
0: Well, Giuseppe, that was masterful and uh, may serve as your final thoughts for today. I'm so impressed, I believe without any doubt that the Democratic Party and the Biden administration foreseeing a total bloodbath in November are gonna try to claim that Biden's conquered the virus, which he said he would do in his campaign, but has done absolutely nothing to actually accomplish. So it may be just an effort to try to forestall the worst outcome possible. I don't believe it will have much degree of success But I can certainly see where they want to give themselves, say, nine months of more or less normal life without the mandates for Americans to have some sense of normalcy return. I don't believe any rational American is going to vote for the Democratic Party for the rest of their lives, but we shall see what happens when November comes to pass. I continue to predict that the Republicans will take 100 seats in the House and three or four seats in the Senate, and we'll have a, a modicum of sanity returned to the American government, which has gone so far off the ledge that it's beyond absurd. It's into the t- completely and totally insane. So, my special thanks to Giuseppe today, who is absolutely masterful in every aspect, and I continue to encourage you to spend as much time as you can with your friends, your families, those you love, because still, we do not know how much time we have left. Thanks for joining today. Back tomorrow with more of the news you need to know.